Greetings. Welcome to Carmelite Conversations. This is your host, Francis Harry. St. Joseph is becoming more and more prominent in the eyes of the church, more focused, I would say, in the eyes of the church. It wasn't long ago that St. Joseph's name was added to the Eucharistic prayers in the masses of the Catholic Church. Also, Father Don Calloway wrote a wonderful book in 2020 called Consecration to St. Joseph, The Wonders of Our Spiritual Father, that has meditations that will warm your heart so greatly and increase your devotion to St. Joseph. Now, in 2021, um, we have a whole year dedicated to St. Joseph, since Pope Francis has declared the year from December 8th, 2020 to December 8th, 2021 as the year of St. Joseph. It's very fitting then that we ask St. Joseph to accompany us through this year in particular. I am confident St. Joseph will be helping us in a special way as we journey along this way of perfection. For Carmelites, he is known as the protector of our order. I know he's gonna be working real hard for us this year, helping us. St. Teresa of Avila, Holy Mother Teresa. She had a great devotion to St. Joseph. My guest today, Deacon Rusty Baldwin, who is also a Discalced Carmelite Secular, is going to highlight some points for us to consider from her writings on St. Joseph. More than that, Deacon Baldwin asks us how we are imitating St. Joseph in our own life. As a supplement, you may want to read from Pope Francis's apostolic letter, Patris Corde, found on the Vatican website. Without further ado, I'd like to present to you Deacon Rusty Baldwin talking on a father's heart. On December 8th of last year, Pope Francis released a wonderful apostolic letter on St. Joseph on the occasion of the 150th anniversary of St. Joseph being proclaimed the patron of the Universal Church. The title of the letter is especially beautiful, Patris Corde, with a father's heart, a profound and touching description of how St. Joseph loves. Of course, we have a special relationship with St. Joseph in light of his role as the protector of our order. And furthermore, all Carmelites can be especially joyful that the Pope has declared a special year dedicated to St. Joseph, which started on December 8, 2020 and runs through December 8th of this year. And as if those were not blessings enough, our cup runneth over with a plenary indulgence that has been granted in conjunction with the year of St. Joseph. The indulgences are granted under the usual conditions of detachment from all sin, sacramental confession, reception of communion and prayer for the Pope's intentions, along with performing an indulgenced work, which includes, among other things, meditating on the Lord's Prayer for 30 minutes, performing a spiritual or corporal work of mercy, the recitation of the rosary in the family or reciting the litany to St. Joseph. 
given all this, I thought I would talk briefly about how our Holy Mother's devotion to St. Joseph impacted Carmel and go over some of the highlights of Pope Francis's apostolic, apostolic letter. That's a lot to go over, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. Our Holy Mother related some details of her deep and abiding devotion to St. Joseph in her autobiography. Shortly after entering Carmel, while at the Monastery of the Incarnation in Avila, Teresa became ill. Now, because she wasn't responding to treatment, she was released to her family. And after a time and after several unsuccessful treatments, she fell into a coma and at one point was thought to have died. After four days, she revived but was partially paralyzed. She returned to incarnation soon thereafter but remained ill for about three years. And she prayed often during that time to St. Joseph for healing and credits his intercession for her ultimate recovery from paralysis. In chapter six of her autobiography, she writes of her devotion to St. Joseph. I cannot recall, Teresa wrote, that I have at any time asked him for anything which he did not obtain. And I'm filled with amazement when I consider the great favors God has granted me through this blessed saint and the dangers of both body and soul from which he has delivered me. She also writes, to other saints, our Lord seems to have given power to aid us in some special necessity. But to this glorious saint, I know by my experience, he has given the power to help us in all things. Our Lord would have us understand that he was subject to Joseph on earth. Our Lord in heaven now grants all his petitions. St. Teresa once had a vision in which Our Lady herself approved of this devotion of hers. She recounts, Our Lady seemed at once to take me by both hands. She said that I pleased her very much by being devoted to the glorious St. Joseph. And for us in the school of prayer in Carmel, St. Teresa especially commends St. Joseph to us with the following words. Those persons who give themselves to prayer should, in a special manner, always have a great devotion to St. Joseph. He who cannot find anyone to teach him how to pray, let him take this glorious saint for his guide, and he will not lose his way. Though there's much more that could be said about our Holy Mother's devotion, a final anecdote is going to have to suffice. We all know that the very first monastery founded in 1562 by St. Teresa was named St. Joseph. What you may not know is that our Lord himself encouraged St. Teresa to find, found this monastery rather by promising that St. Joseph would watch over the monastery at one door. Our Lady would watch over the monastery at the other door and that Christ would go with them. How beautiful is that? Pope Francis, in his apostolic letter, invokes the memory of Joseph from the Old Testament, the son of Jacob, who was sold into slavery by his brothers and, as a result, 
save the entire world from a seven-year famine. When the famine hit, people from all over the world came to Egypt to beg Pharaoh for bread. See if what Pharaoh told them reminds you of any other scripture passages you've heard. Pharaoh told them, go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. Joseph from the Old Testament was a man who quietly faced difficulties and injustice head on. He did what had to be done without complaint and with complete integrity and trust in God. Pharaoh put him in charge of all the riches of Egypt, and he provided bread to a starving world. Can't the same thing be said of St. Joseph? He too faced difficulties head on, did what had to be done without complaint and with complete integrity and trust in God. And God entrusted to his care and protection his only begotten son and his mother. And because of St. Joseph's fidelity and faithfulness, our Lord was able to give himself to us in the Eucharist, bread from heaven to feed a starving world. The hallmark of St. Joseph's spirituality, if you want to put it that way, was his immediate obedience. Pope Francis said, the spiritual path that Joseph traces for us is not one that explains, but accepts. And it was obedience that made it possible for St. Joseph to surmount his difficulties. But obedience is not a very popular topic, is it? Be that as it may, I think we would all do well to take the time to consider how often we ourselves expect or even dare to demand that God explain himself to our satisfaction before we in obedience deign to accept what he has sent our way or accept our lot in life. This is not the way of St. Joseph. This is not the way of a vocation in Carmel. For as Pope Francis also explains, every true vocation is born of the gift of oneself, which is the fruit of mature sacrifice. And sacrificial love is not the result of a cost-benefit calculation or some analysis to see if the sacrifice is worth it. No, love does not calculate the cost. And if any of us came to Carmel to receive rather than to give, then we do not yet understand our vocation. So too, if we go to prayer to receive from him rather than to give him the gift of ourselves, then we do not yet understand what it means to pray. St. Joseph's life serves as our guide in this regard. His entire life was a quiet, unassuming, humble gift of self. He was a man of few words, befitting one so close to both the Son of God and the Mother of God. A man of holy silence, so appropriate for one ready to make any sacrifice out of his deep love for God. And surely this is why we find among his titles, Joseph, most just, Joseph, most obedient, Joseph, most courageous, 
the protector of the church and the terror of demons. And so with our Holy Mother, St. Teresa, let us not hesitate to turn to the protector of our order. I think with Pope Francis, she too would say, St. Joseph loves you with a father's heart. Therefore, go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you.